Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. As usual, always Penguins topics to discuss today, including some more head coaching rumors, or at least assistant. two of the Penguins assistant head coaches are in head coaching rumors. Um, something about Bruce Cassidy and why I think everyone should be grateful that Mike Sullivan is still here. We're going to continue our player season reviews with Teddy Bluger today, how his regular season was, what happened in the playoffs, what should we expect going forward, and a pretty big announcement um, from the Penguins and the Fenway Sports Group with uh, managing PPG Paints Arena. That's all coming up right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Elon Store Penguins. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That is Bet Online, where the game starts. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, um, there was news around 8:30 this morning. The Penguins uh, put out a press release saying um, the Fenway Sports Group, so which of course owns the Pittsburgh Penguins now, uh, they have selected the Oakview Group to manage PPG Paints Arena. And what that is. They're basically going to, this group is going to modernize the arena a little bit. I mean, you know, it, it, the PPG has been here um, since 2010. That was their inaugural, that was the inaugural season, um, right after the Penguins lost to the Montreal Canadiens in seven games when they basically got um, Yaroslav Halak. And in the press release, um, yeah, it's going to manage, book, and operate um, PPG. And, you know, this this company, um, you know, they, they manage some world-class arenas, um, around the country, you know, the UBS Arena, home of the New York Islanders, Climate Pledge Arena, home of the Seattle Kraken, um, two of the best um, NHL arenas, I think, at, at this point, in my opinion, um, the Seattle um, Arena, from the photos I have seen, are really nice. Um, the UBS Arena um, absolutely blows the Nassau uh, Coliseum right at the building. It's also going to manage uh, the company, um, the Arizona State University Arena, where the Arizona Coyotes are set to play um for the foreseeable future um uh, also which this takes place july 1st and they are going to retain pbg's existing local management team and all of the arena workers so um that is probably the biggest um i guess the biggest news i took out of that you know no one really has to go looking for a job um or anything like that but you know this this can only be um, good things for the Penguins. Um, Kevin Acklin, who's the, the COO of the team, said it. This is a rising, innovative leader in arena management, and we are proud to welcome their partnership at PPG Paints Arena. They recognize the strength and, and resilience of Pittsburgh's fan base and the quality of our venue, and we're thrilled to partner with them to focus on the future of sports and live entertainment um, in Pittsburgh. So I will be curious to see, you know, what kind of – if there's big renovations that happen for the arena, but that's probably not going to be for uh, many more years now. Just, you know, what changes do they make, you know, inside and you know potentially even outside for the arena so that was the big or the first big news um of today and then um i listened to 32 thoughts the podcast and you know for anyone that you know li doesn't listen to another podcast outside of mine if there are people like that out there and you know if you are um i i love you obviously um go listen to what their stuff with jeff merrick and elliot freeman they they are the cream of the crop, I think, in terms of hockey podcasts 
um, in this country and around the world, um, to be honest. Um, and so uh, Elliot Freeman, got, they got to the, um, the coaching segments. And Friedman said that it sounds like the Chicago Blackhawks are planning to interview Todd Reardon of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And um, I was definitely caught off guard by that. I, I, I was of the opinion when he came back to Pittsburgh that he probably is not going to get another head coaching job again because of what happened in Washington. I mean, sure, they made the playoffs, but they never really won around. Um, the power play was not as good when he was there. Um, the team... You know, again, they still finished, you know, top three in the Metro basically every year. But, you know, I think they kind of, the Capitals just, they didn't really do much of a coaching search after Barry Trotz left for the Islanders. They just promoted from within. Um, I think that was potentially a mistake there. Um, but it was interesting to hear that. And, you know, Merrick mentioned that uh, Reardon has a long history of working with defensemen. Obviously, you know, he's done a great job with Mike Matheson with the Penguins. Chris Tang had another tremendous season. John Marino started to really get going in the playoffs. Marcus Patterson was really good all season long. Chad Ruedel steady as she goes on, on the number six pairing. Even Mark Friedman, I thought, um, really made um, some headway this year. So I can definitely see why Chicago's interested in him from that kind of standpoint, because, you know, Seth Jones is their top demon. He's definitely regressed these last couple of years. You know, if he can get back to the way he played in Columbus for a couple of those years, when he was there. Um, that makes their defensive core um, suddenly look a, a lot better. He also does have head coaching experience. He's gotten teams to the playoffs. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I still, I don't think that would be the right fit for Reardon because I think the Blackhawks are still a ways away. I'm going to mute um, or close my laptop there. For, I apologize about that. Um, but and it was getting back to what I was saying. Um, I just don't think the Hawks are relatively close to being a playoff team. I mean, there was a rumor, I think Elliot Friedman said it on, I think it was Hockey Night in Canada over the weekend, where outside of Taves, Kane, and uh, Seth Jones, the Hawks are listening on any and everything. So they're, they're open for business. Um, I got to think um, those big three players that are not available for trade know that um, this is probably going to be a pretty long, well, I, I, I mean, a decently long, long rebuild, I think. And, you know, Alex DeBrincate is, you know, pr probably their version of Jake Ensel, even though Jake is better. Um, you know, Dylan Strom is a good player there. Um, you know, obviously they traded Brandon Hagel, got a good return back for him. They traded Flurry at the deadline. Um, you know, I, I'm curious to see what direction that team is going Um in here, you know, are, are they committed to a really long rebuild, like you know, four to five to potentially? Um, I'm gonna turn the TV off here. To four to five to potentially six um, years, or do they want to really speed this up and go, you know, you know, two years we want to be back to contention, or you know, three years or something like that? Um, and then uh, Freeman also confirmed that Mike Vellucci had a very long interview for the Philadelphia Flyers head coaching jobs. So both Penguins assistants are getting a lot of um, head coaching buzz right now. If both of them were to leave and right now, I personally don't expect that to happen just because there are so many great candidates out there right now. I mean, Bruce Cassidy was somehow fired today. Barry Trotz, um, David Quinn, if you want to classify him um, as a good candidate, um, Rick Bonish, Jim Montgomery, um, Scotty Arneal, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I, I don't expect the two Penguins assistant coaches to get a head coaching gig, but 
it also wouldn't surprise me if, you know, at least maybe one of them did. I, I don't expect both to go. Um, that's for sure. But, you know, it does speak volumes about, you know, how the rest of the league, you know, views these two coaches and that, you know, Jim Rutherford, even though Mike Sullivan didn't get to hand pick his last staff, you know, Rutherford, uh, you know, did a pretty good job um, assessing a couple of the assistant coaches when he was here next to Sullivan. Um, you know, Volucci, you know, he, you know, his resume speaks for itself. He has a lot of experience coaching and managing wise down in the AHL has coached for numerous NHL teams throughout his tenure, did a really good job with the team's penalty kill up until the playoffs this year, you know, Reardon, you know, the power play could use some work. I would not, you know, if, if he were to leave and take that job in Chicago or potentially another job, um, you know, I think they could get, get someone, you know, equally or potentially better than him with regards to a power play. So that um, gets fixed for next year. So, you know, they don't really, they, they don't just stink in the playoffs like they did against the Rangers, though they definitely will miss the presence um, of being very, just a coach that's very good with defensemen. So um, that that's where I think the big loss will be there. And then for Volucci, obviously the, the penalty kill is a team strength. They should, but honestly, the PK has been a strength of this team. Um, going back to when Jacques Martin was hired, you know, back in 2014, even during the, you know, the early, early Dan Bilesville years, this team, you know, was killing penalties very well. So, you know, they, they can definitely, I think, bring in someone here uh, who can run a pretty good penalty kill um, too. There's, there's plenty of assistant head coaches who would probably jump for this job uh, to work under Mike Sullivan. So again, as of right now, I don't see both of them leaving. One of them potentially could go, um, but I think you're going to see, um, at least, you know, in terms of Sullivan, Reardon, and Lucci on the bench, I think at least two of those three will be back because obviously Mike Sullivan um, is not going anywhere. And, you know, it, by the off chance that both do walk, the Penguins will have a pretty big opportunity. You know, Mike Sullivan will get to finally um, handpick his own staff. I don't think Ron Hextall would go out um, and just make the moves for him. I think, you know, Mike would want to have the say that he deserves, you know, when assembling his staff. You know, he's probably going to want to have – um, the best staff that he can have um, if both of these coaches do end up moving on. So that's the latest Penguins news um, from today on Monday, both the coaches and the announcement with uh, the arena and the potentially some renovations coming um, in the next few years or, or definitely down the line um, as well. Coming up in my next segment, we're going to get into Teddy Bluger's season review. As we chug along, we're almost you know, we're getting close to being through all of the forwards here. Um, at this point, but our next partner has a product that I literally use every single day. I started taking athletic greens because, you know, I wanted better gut health. I wanted more energy in the morning. I sometimes only get, you know, six to six and a half hours of sleep. Um, I've been on it for about a month and a half, two months. I absolutely love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste, but I actually enjoy looking forward to it each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Um, it's lifestyle-friendly whether you eat keto, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It supports better sleep quality and recovers uh, and recovery, excuse me. It's you can support mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product irritations and third party testing. It costs you less than three dollars a day. You're investing in your health, 
and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. And that's it. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on, or follow the show's Twitter at Penguins. I am definitely having a case of the Mondays um, today. I'm just like screwing up so many words and all this. I, I have no idea what's going on. Maybe it's because I've been just watching this crazy Colorado Edmonton game that's 5 5 as I'm recording. Um, that's about to go into overtime. It is absolutely, you know, that, it's just that was a nutty third period, to say the least. But you know, let's get to um, the next season review on the list, and this is Teddy Bluger, the Penguins' fourth line center. Getting to him here on Natural Statric. Nope, I do not want to click Jeff Carter. So Bluger this season, sixty-five games played. When he was on the ice, the Penguins had only forty-eight point three percent of the shot attempts. Um, they had 59% of the actual goals, which is good. 51% of the expected goals, which is the highest um, of his career. Only 49% of the scoring chances. 52% of the high danger chances um, for. 65% of the high danger goals for. So 23 high danger goals for. 12 high danger goals against. Shot 8.6% this year. A little down from his 9.3% last year. At 5v5 this year, 23 total points. Um, 7 goals, 16 assists. Um, you know, he was fine during the regular season and, you know, he, he always, I feel like is fine, um, during the regular season, but the last two years in the playoffs, um, you, you all want, these are some damning stats that I'm about to throw at you, you know, again, for the regular season in total, um, nine goals, 28 points in 65 games. That was actually a career high for him. He's still searching for his first double digit, um, goal season. But, you know, when you get to the playoffs, Look at this. In four seasons, he's played 10 playoff games, two points in 10 games. That's unacceptable. It's it's not good enough. Um, excuse me. <laughs> um, it's 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 bad. Um, you know, you and he he's been he's gotten plenty of quality chances these last two years. And the fact that he only has one goal, which came um that came in in the bubble against Montreal in 2019-20 against the Islanders last year. No points in the six games, even though Brandon Tanev was an absolute menace. This year, only one assist in seven games. I don't think enough people are talking about that. You know, this team is very deep. Um, but when you have a player like that that's not showing up, even though he's had really good regular seasons and he's just coming off a summer where the team protected him in the expansion draft, you have to produce better when the games matter most. I understand that it's a small sample size, but when your stars are getting shut down at times, and I know Cindy Crosby and Jake Gensel were otherworldly in the playoffs this year, and I know Evgeny Malkin was mostly okay with six points in seven games. Um, still, you need your depth players to chip in uh, a goal from time to time. You know, Look at the Rangers' kid line with Heedle, Lafreniere, and Kako. They are absolutely tormenting teams um, during their playoff run, and they're up two games to one 
on the Lightning right now. Um, you know, Bluger, he's been at it for three full seasons. You know, two points in ten playoff games since he's come into the, into the league and be a regular. Um, th- that's not good enough for me. Um, I think the time is is now for him to really show who he is as a player and for him to take that next step. Um, you know, he, he deserves to be on this team. I will 100% stand by that. I think he's a great penalty killer. I mean, the team had a three-on-five goal uh, last season against the Capitals. I think that was the Payne Woman's first three-on-five goal in over two decades. And, you know, he's good at even strength. I like his shot when it's on. I, you know, he, he has some good – he has a nice first pass. He's good at carrying the puck into the zone. But, you know, obviously when all that goes away, there's not much there. But – you know, I just I still want to see more consistency from him as he enters his fourth full season in the NHL fifth overall one. Um, he doesn't make that much money. I, I mean, obviously, you don't want your fourth line center to make up a good chunk of your salary cap, but I still expect more from someone who you know I think people hype up a lot more than they should right now. And, and don't get me wrong, you know, I, I like Teddy Bluger. I think he's a, a good fourth line center. He's a good depth piece for a contending team, but you know he's he, you you probably can't ask him to play, you know third line minutes or even second line minutes uh, if you need to. You know, I, I always see people on social media. You know, it's really well. Well, you know if if Jeff Carter's out, you know maybe Blue can sign up there and probably third line minutes. And you know wow that may that may be true. And he doesn't get caved in his own zone like Carter does. Carter also had almost twenty goals this year. Um, he's still better than him offensively, even if you know. Carter is not, you know, what he once was, to say the least. Because again, you know, Bluger doesn't even have a double-digit, you know, goal-scoring season yet on his resume. You know, his underlying numbers, again, you know, that they are what they are. You know, if we, if we want to go to the playoffs now and, and and take a look at that, seven games, fifty percent of the shot attempts for the Penguins at even strength, um, expected goals for fifty-six percent. So, you know. That's encouraging at least 50% of the scoring chances, um, 50-50 for high-danger scoring chances, um, no high-danger goals against. Um, the shooting percentage, though, only 4%. Um, you know, it was 4.7% last year, 6.25 um, in 2019-20 when he had that goal. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe it was because he doesn't have Brandon Tanev and Zach Aston Reese on that line, especially Aston Reese. You know, they, they were so great together. Um, as a center winger, do I that, that could have played a part in him struggling down the stretch? But he also was banged up for a decent chunk in the second half of the regular season. I'm also wondering if that contributed to him not being as good down the stretch and in the playoffs. Um, again, do I want Teddy Bluger on this team next year? Yes, again, he's a good contending player, he's a good player to have on a team that wants to contend. But, but if say a team wants him in trade talks and the Penguins can get someone back that's you know maybe a bit better offensively but doesn't play as well defensively, I, I would definitely look into that and see if that k- kind of situation makes sense. You know, I don't think you know he's off limits or anything like that. I mean, he's a fourth line center, for God's sakes. I mean, you know, can you do worse than him? Yes. Can you do better than him? Also, yes. Um, I don't think that's going to be an area of need. For the Penguins over the offseason, I think Hextall is going to be, you know, comfortable with Bluger for that 4C spot. But I also, you know, in the back of my mind, I wouldn't be surprised if they potentially dangle him in trade talks, even though it probably won't happen. Again, I'm just saying 
I, I wouldn't be surprised, um, to say the least. So um, to, to sum it all up, I want to see more consistency from him. He's not played well in the playoffs the last couple of years. That needs to change um, if the Penguins do want to potentially go on one more long run um, for Anthony Crosby's tenure. And, it, that, that, and that may sound silly to some of you all, and I get it, you know. You know, a fourth line center can only expect you to do so much, but you know, I also expect more than two points, um, you know, in ten playoff games in four years. Um, sorry, I, I just I, I expect um, a lot more um, than that. It, 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 actually, no, it, 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 excuse me, I almost just screwed that up. It wasn't even ten games. Um, I, my, I did not have my glasses on here. Um, it is eighteen games, two points. In 18 games. So I apologize for that. Um, I don't know what the heck. Again, I am having the case of the Mondays right now, but the point still stands. Two points in 18 games is not going to cut it. Uh, that's that's really bad. Um, so hopefully we do see more of him uh, next year, and I'll we'll be curious to see if he potentially gets some new line mates um, during the offseason. Um, coming up in the next segment, we're going to get into some pretty big news that happened um, today around the league that you know I just want people to understand just how – you know, blessed we should be to have Mike Sullivan as the Penguins head coach. But before we get to that, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, news and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup between the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics, the, the hockey conference finals, the Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action that has been online where the game starts. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Um, oh, man, I, this is I, – I, give me one second here. So I had to pause the recording a little bit. Um, I, I have been coining a new hashtag on my Twitter um, with the hashtag Hodes Jinx. Um, I tweeted that, you know, look like we're going to go back to Denver, especially when the Oilers were up 3-1 to one and 4-2. to two. That did not happen. The Avalanche just won the game in overtime 6-5. to five. They're going to the first Stanley Cup final in 20 years. And the old takes exposed count retweeted me. So I definitely made it, to say the least. Uh, that is a moment I will not live down. Um, I'm just becoming Andrew Filipponi. I think at this point with all the jinxes, uh, I, I mean, it's just basically a kiss of death for me um, at, at this point. But, you know, getting back to the news that we saw today, um, I'm not going to put those on. Um, Bruce Cassidy was fired by the Boston Bruins in a move that really did not make a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, he's probably one of the five to six best coaches in the league. He led the Bruins um, to the third most wins in the league. Um, during his tenure, he got them to within one game of winning the Stanley Cup in 2019. The Bruins gave the Hurricanes everything they could handle in the first round of the playoffs this year. They had Tuka Rask literally retire midway through the season, and Allmark and Swayman did what they could. You know, They battled numerous injury problems like they have every year. Obviously, it's nothing like the Penguins, but they still battled through them. And Cassidy, you know, he always had them ready to play every single night. And for some reason, Don Sweeney and Cam Neely decided to move on. And, you know, th this should serve as a reminder to you all. Yes, you Penguins fans that listen to this show, how grateful we should be that we have a management right now, knock on wood, that appreciates Mike Sullivan. Because if they were to fire him, he again, he would have a job 
in five minutes. He is one of the three best coaches in the league. What he has done since he came in um, in late 2015 for this organization um, is absolutely amazing. Um, you know, I know they've had a few first round exits here in a row, but you know, I'm not really going to blame that on him. Just like I'm not really going to blame the Bruins problems on Bruce Cassidy. It's, it's kind of funny. I was, I was reading some Bruins fans tweets uh, on my timeline today and they were saying, you know, it, it kind of has to do with Don Sweeney and Cam Newley making some pretty questionable roster decisions. And sure enough, I think that's been the case for both Ron Hextall and Jim Rutherford. You know, I think both general managers really haven't helped Mike Sullivan's case. And, and if he was, um, to get fired, even if it was somehow later down the off season or, you know, uh, you know, next year, maybe, or, you know, even if it was this year or the year before that, a year before that, it wouldn't have been his fault for the team going sideways because of mistakes that these regimes have made, you know, such as the Jared McCann situation, um, the Jack Johnson contract, Justin Schultz being really bad his last year trading for Eric Goodbranson, you know, trading for Ryan Reeves, literally going away from speed and skill after he won back-to-back -back cups to try to get heavy because Sidney Crosby was taking a couple of stupid shots. I'm telling you, Ryan Reeves is not going to prevent those from happening here, um, to say the least. So, um, I just wanted to spend, you know, this this small segment here touching on how, you know, fortunate we all should be that Sullivan is the Penguins coach. Um, you know, look at Barry Trotz, even. He was fired for literally no reason at all because Lou Amarello, you know, just wants to promote from within and he felt like the team needed a change when, in, in all honesty, the team did not need a change there. They probably need a change in the front office. I mean, you know, is Barry Trotz the one trading two second round picks? Uh, uh, tra trading Devon Taves for two second round picks? Uh, no, no, no. He's. I don't think Barry Trotz is also signing a bunch of old vets to like you know two to three to four year contracts. Um, you know, and, and I could say the same here with Jim Rutherford over the years. You know, even the Matt Hunwick situation. You know, Ron Hextall with bungling the expansion draft, and you know maybe not getting a goalie uh, during the last off season, and you know maybe giving too many years to begin and all that. You know, none of these things. Um, are on Sullivan. So, you know, it's, it's crazy that, you know, all, some of the best head coaches in the league, you know, are, are the scapegoats for bad front office decisions for the overall team. It's just, it's something in hockey that um, I, I wish would go away um, for me. Um, but uh, that will do it for this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. Um, I hope you all enjoy listening to this one. I apologize for having a case of the Mondays here. That is not going to be the case on Tuesday where we are back with a fresh new episode talking about the beloved Pittsburgh Penguins. Hopefully there are some contract news coming here at some point. So again, thank you all so much for listening, and I will talk to you all on Tuesday.